0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Morning, Alan. Look, the COP27 climate conference in Egypt is currently taking place. Our Taoiseach
1: is speaking. Um, What's happening there? There, These COP events, which happen every couple of years, are an attempt to reach some sort of political, global political consensus as to what to do about climate change. Unfortunately, they don't seem to have worked very much because if I look at the carbon dioxide levels that are in the atmosphere, they're ever increasing and there's been very little of a dent put in that increase over the, ne- the last number of years. Now, the particular focus, I think, of this year's COP is for the developing world countries to say to people like us in the developed world who've been burning far more carbon dioxide, if you like, it, for releasing far more into the atmosphere than they have per capita, yeah. have been saying, look, We want money from you to help us protect against the severe weather that's coming on account of what you have been doing. So it's all about that sense of transfer of resources from the rich world to the poor world, in a sense, to compensate them for what we have done. That's part of the problem, but of course that's a sticking plaster over the big problem which is to stop doing the things that we've been doing unfortunately for the last 150-200 years. Now let's
0: localise it, it was uh, late last week when I found myself down in Folk's Mills and witnessed something I thought I'd never see, the Mm. effect of what they described as a tornado. First of all, was it a tornado that struck uh,
1: Ballycalan Folk's Mills and Clongine last
0: week? Would you define it as a tornado? From the
1: pictures I saw it must have been, because only a, a tornado would give that level of wind strength. The strongest winds that we know about in the atmosphere come from tornadoes. Now, of course, we don't get them as frequently or as severely as happens in the US, which is, is the home of tornadoes, but they do happen across Europe, across all countries in Europe, uh, across Russia. Uh, so it was a tornado. Tornadoes come when we have what we call severe thunder-type clouds which bring heavy bursts of rain and we've seen a lot of that in Wexford too and in other parts of the country over the last week or so. So we get these sudden downpours and there's a lot of vertical movement happening in the air in those clouds up and down and up and down and if it starts to swirl then you get these very tight, very small, so they're not like a big weather system. They're maybe only, you know, 100 metres in diameter, but very small but very intense swirls of air which, when they touch down to the ground, bring these intense wind speeds and do that sort of damage. And why would it have happened in in that pocket of County Wexford then? It could happen any place. Really? It's really just one of those things which it could happen here today. It could happen in Kerry tomorrow, in Donegal the day after. It's really just a question of being in the wrong place at the wrong time that these clouds will form and and develop these very severe tornado events. In, In the US, where obviously they cause a lot of devastation and destruction, the warning system is still at a point where they really only have about 10 to 15 minutes warning and people there have cellars to go down into and so it keep themselves safe. Now, we don't get that yeah. intense level of tornado here, but there are still tornadoes. Right. So, look, the amount
0: of rain we've seen in, in Wexford over the last number of weeks, is this going to be a, a, current,
1: a, a common occurrence, in your opinion, for the county? It's, it's hard to know. It's it's well known that the warmer atmosphere holds more moisture, and more moisture (laughs) means more rain and heavier rain when it comes. Uh, We've, over the last mm, two months or thereabouts, been in this constant feed of wind from a south or southwesterly point, which is where all the moisture is coming from. Very mild air, of course. We've seen no cold weather we're we're talking of yet, and we're, what, halfway through November down early. We've seen a lot of mild air, and that mild air carries up an awful lot of moisture, and and that's really the continuous nature of that has brought huge amounts of rain. The soils are saturated, which means that any further rain that falls really manifests as flooding because the soils can't soak it. It just runs off the soil across the roads and, and whatever.
0: Yeah, because I know in Britain last week there was temperatures recorded at 23 degrees. I don't know what what the highest temperature we've had here maybe some of the listeners will text me in and tell me you know it's 73737956 what have you monitored it at?
1: Yeah we, we've seen temperatures like in the high teens 17, 18 maybe 19 around parts of the country uh, over the last couple of weeks which would be very high but it's been a a particular situation in right a whole Western Europe there's been temperatures above 30 Celsius in parts of northern Spain Spain is a hot country in the summer but it's not likely to be that hot at this time of the year you know I have friends in Central Europe who told me that a weekend recently was like a summer's weekend there Uh, so this unusual and unseasonal hot weather uh, in Europe warm weather for us wet weather for us is is really quite widespread
0: So what we're now going through you know looking, uh, looking at your predictions is this what we're likely to have for the foreseeable future in County Wexford?
1: Hard to know that because the, the regional and local implications of climate change depend on an awful lot of things about the way the local weather systems change. One thing I could say is that because the soils are so wet now and because we have so much water it it doesn't bode well for the winter because winters are normally wet anyway and it means that any further rain that falls unless we get a long dry spell letting everything dry out any further rain that falls is more likely to cause floods because we have that high level of saturation in the ground at the moment as we look forward to the coming years will it be part of our regular sort of late autumn early winter It's really impossible to tell that, unfortunately. Right, look,
0: unbelievably, there are still some people out there, Gerald, we're speaking to meteorologist Gerald Fleming, they don't think that the weather we're getting now and the climate change are linked. So can you explain that in some simple terms, what is the connection between such events that we've witnessed here in County Wexford recently uh, and climate
1: change? So, what we know about climate change uh we certainly know that we have increased the num- the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that we just measure that. We know that uh temperatures have increased if we look at long term weather like if we look at the ten year interval and look at decade upon decade upon decade and do the averages of temperature and rainfall, we can see the changes from decade to decade over the last half century and more uh, so those things are measured you know they 're not part of anybody's uh models or ideas. But modelling is the way we look ahead. Modelling is how we p- produce a computer model of the atmosphere. And that's what we use as the basis for all the forecasting now. And the forecasting has become much, much better. In the length of time I was in Medair in nearly mm. four decades, there was a huge improvement in forecasting because of these computer models. But we can loo- look at the, use those to look further ahead. But we don't kind of create them out of nothing. They're the same ones we use forecasting. We know they're reliable. We use them to actually explain why the weather has changed in the last half century in the way that we've seen it change. And we know that they're reliable to do that. And therefore, we have trust in them looking forward and looking at not just, uh, say, higher temperatures overall and wetter wind overall, but more extreme weather. This is where climate change really bites, that we get more extremes, more very wet periods, more very high temperatures in the summertime and it's these extremes of weather which are really the problem for society because we 're basically not built to take those now you've
0: uh, been very open about your calls for what you describe as a long term view on climate
1: change. What can we do now we can we have to take the long term view and the long term view means that you know we have to think about what's going to happen next week next year, next decade uh, next century it's hard to do that within our political social system where you know politics is race around election cycles every four years and so on. We think from, from day to day, week to week. I mean, a lot of people are only living from week to week with the salaries they're getting and, and they, they don't have the, the scope, if you like, to think beyond that and that's entirely understandable. So that's why, you know, at a leadership level, from politics and from senior public servants and from senior people in industry and so on, we need that further vision as to what we need to do and of course we need to move our energy away from burning fossil fuels we need to move it towards renewables uh, we've been slow to get there, uh, we were still probably not too bad but we need to go an awful lot further and of course the whole situation with the Ukraine and Russia and reliance on gas and oil from countries which are maybe not the most stable, you know, only increases the need for us to do that. We have plenty of energy in this climate of ours that we can mm-hmm. tap Uh of course, it means wind power and all those things which you know some people don't like in the landscape. Some people do. I don't personally don't have a problem. But uh, you know, what other way are we going to live?
0: So then, the mistakes that the government are making when it comes to climate change are
1: they making mistakes? And if so, where do you think they're they're making the mistakes in what areas? I, I, I think it's not so much they're making mistakes; they have the right. Um, they're a bit like, you know, St. Anthony or whoever it was was said that that make me a good person, but that's just not quite yet, you know, because mm. there's other things I need to do. We can't delay any more on, on greening up transport, on helping people to move mm. towards electric cars, on getting people on public transport. What's your view on electric
0: transport? cars as a matter of interest?
1: Well, they're the future, you know. Yeah. At the moment, I would still say uh, by the time you have, um, you build a car and you build a battery and, and our electricity is, is a long way from being totally green at the moment. We're still burning coal and oil to generate the electricity to drive the car. So to say a car is 100% green is not true yet, but mm-hmm. we'll have to get to a stage where it is true, where our, le- our electricity is generated from renewable sources Correct. and fed to cars that you know are run completely on batteries. Uh, the technology is still improving, but it's improved a lot in the last 10 years. So again, it's a direction that we have to go in, even though at the moment... the the individual manifestations of it mightn't be perfect, but they're a step in the right direction.
0: So can I take it from you, I don't want words in your mouth, that you believe the government's intentions are
1: good, but the implementation of their policy could be better? That's a very good way of putting it, and it's been slow, unfortunately. Uh, And, you know, we have various interest groups and we talk about the problem in farming, and they're very real problems, you know, and and people have to make a living, I understand that too. Uh, But we have to find a way around that, you know. We have to bring people with us and move towards a situation where we are not... Pumping anything more into the atmosphere that changes it and effectively makes the weather worse. And how bad it is for us and Fuchs Mills and so on, you know, how much worse is it for people who are living in those vulnerable countries who are only hanging on to life in in tropical countries like like in Bangladesh or like in Myanmar or like in Chad or like in Somalia? where living is, is is a much more vulnerable... Uh, exi- their their yeah. living is much more vulnerable and their existence is much more perilous than ours. You
0: mentioned farming, and it's f- uh, funny, uh, it's not funny, it's just coincidental that coming up next uh, is the chair of uh, the IFA, Gerald is joining me in studio because they are calling for urgent supports for people affected by what has happened in Folk's Mills, Ballycalan and Clonkey. When it comes to farming, and speaking to the farming community... And on the basis of your own knowledge what advice would you give to people within the community in the farming community uh,
1: yeah I'm not an expert in farming far from it but but you know we, we've increased our national herd by is it 20 or 30% or something in the last decade that was unfortunately not the right decision to make we made that decision at the time for various reasons for I suppose short term financial reasons and I absolutely absolutely appreciate that for many farmers that was seen as a necessary move for them to, to, to improve their incomes but in the long term we, we can't be doing that uh, and we as a society have to understand that and we have to understand that you know, farmers have to live and we all have to eat and, and there will continue to be a need for, for farmers to generate good food and we, we're very fortunate in Wexford and in Ireland we have wonderful farmers who generate the highest quality food plant food and animal food uh, that you get almost anywhere in the world um, so we need to support that but we need to support it in a way that doesn't cause further damage and damage to the climate in this case was damage to farming as well in, in the very real sense of what happened in Fox's Mills and Clangine. Um we have to get away from that mentality Okay
0: before we conclude there is talk of Ireland moving on its target for 2030 what will that mean bringing forward the targets is that what they're talking about
1: I would say if we even hit those targets that we've set ourselves, we'll be doing very well. It will be quite a challenge to move our society in, what is it, eight years to reach those t- those targets. If we do that, we'll be doing well. You know, we're not laggards in climate change. We have put good policies in place. But as you say, the implementation, really, it can't be delayed anymore. Thank you for joining me in studio. I
0: believe things are moving afoot for you as well. You're still in great demand. Is that right, John?
1: Uh, still plenty of uh, work out there to be done uh, and I'm happy to try and do my little share of it where possible. And still bring in your talents across the globe, I believe. Working a lot in, in, in a number of countries in South Asia in Central Asia um, obviously working with, with those countries for the last number of years has meant sitting behind a computer <laughs> here in Wexford uh, but that's fine too because you can you can achieve a lot and one thing we've learned is how much we can achieve by not having or when we don't have the opportunity to travel we can do a lot which of course is, is another way of, of working which helps the environment Southeast radio's morning mix chat news and your views Alan Corcoran.